you stop playing, nigga. Y'all nigga know what the fuck going on. Big 4L. Big steppers. Big footprints. Pussy. Big for real. We are back. We got the whole gang in the building. We back. Vic on on the on the the the, win, the losing streak is over with. The uh, y'all Virginia Tech Hokies is back in the win column. They went one and zero last week. They 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 vanquished the Pitt Panthers. We gonna get it. We gonna talk. We gonna talk about the Pitt game. And all the highs and lows and positives and negatives. We got your week five lives. We got your week six predictions. And then we're going to talk about this Florida State game, man. I'm kicking it with the gang, man. Drift, how you living, Chief? Doing great, man. We got our first Power Five win in like over a year. Last one was, well, Boston College at the start of last year. So uh, against Pitt, that was a big win. Um, kind of rejuvenated me <laughs> as a fan. So I'm feeling good this week. What's going on, Joe? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Hey, we didn't just win. We won a night whiteout game with Michael Vick in attendance. So I kind of thought that was big, big recruiting weekend. How do y'all feel about the whiteout now? I, I I honestly never had a problem with it. I never I can't say that I was one to have a problem with it. Um I didn't understand what the rage was. I thought it was cool. Uh, I guess it looks like shit during the daytime, but that's the only thing I could think of. Me, I've I've never cared like either way about the white effect game. Most of them was at at noon. Like if I can remember, most white white effect games was at noon or whatever. I've never cared. This was the first white effect game where like it was a big deal or or whatever the case. Because the other ones. We never remember when they had the uh the good guys wear white shit going on. That was like oh nine or twenty ten, the pro combat yeah. shit. Like that was the last like okay, like we wearing white. That was the last one that I could think of. But the other ones was just like noon games versus Furman and shit. So I ain't never hated it or whatever, or I ain't never loved it or hated it. It was just another another day for at the office yeah the crowd looked really good too so thought it turned out well uh yeah. my, the, the blackness in me can't uh subscribe to the sixty thousand white people wearing white but you know shout out everybody did what they were supposed to do <laughs> shout outs bro yeah shout out to everybody that wore white man white people please do not kick off the podcast bro they jokes bro it's fucking jokes um like we said, the the Hokies got back into the win column. They got them a W, a much needed W. We gonna break all that. We gonna we gonna we gonna get into the uh thick of it like Cal Lowry, like our friend RG three like to say. And we gonna start with the with, with the ACC player of the week, with the ACC quarterback of the week, uh, our QB one, Kyron Drones. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a start with I'm a start with Joe. I'm a start with Joe. 
has Karen Drones and his five touchdown performance. Matter of fact, let me let me list off let me list off the stat line. Drones was 12 and 19 for 228 yards, three touchdowns, 21 carries, which is a fucking lot. He's been running the ball a lot. For 41 yards, two TDs. He had a five TD game. Has Kyron Drones done enough to put to rest the, the QB controversy or the Wales drones debate? Should we uh has it, has he done enough? to earn the starting job for the rest of the season. Absolutely. I think he put it to bed with the five-touchdown game. Not even that, but he just graded really highly. He had a really highly graded quarterback rating. And he just kind of took control of the team. You see him playing harder for him. The linemen are pushing harder. Everybody's giving it that little extra. So, yeah, and if I had to give him a grade, man, he is getting an A. Like, no interceptions. He had the one fumble, and I can't really completely put that, you know, in the grade sheet because he played so well. Man, this is Kyron Jones' team. Absolutely. What do you think, Drift? 100%. uh, You know, Brent Pryor came out today and said that they haven't, I guess, said that he's QB1 officially because Grant is still injured. But I think Kyron Jones has put enough – has put more than enough, to be honest, on 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 tape, on the field, getting wins, uh, to say that he's QB1. Um, we're going to get into all the action, but I thought he like kind of carried the offense. I know that Tootin had a good game as well, but there were multiple big-time plays that Kyron Drones made where it looked like it was going to be a shitty play, a broken play, and he somehow got either a first down, eight, nine yards, made something out of nothing. He's... He just adds a whole different element. So he's QB one for me for the next couple of years. Like this is, this is his, this is his team. And that was his coming out party. So a uh, big shout out to Kyron Jones. He's a hell of a player. I'm excited to watch him grow. Yeah. Uh, the back and forth for Wales would only, it will only slow Kyron Jones development. It would, At this point, and maybe we've said this last week or the week before last, at this point, going back and forth with Wales would only serve Brent Wales. It wouldn't serve Virginia Tech. So if the coaches or Tyler Bowen or whoever promise Brent Wales playing time or, or starts or whatever the case may be, at this point, you just got to be a liar to him because it's a different team. And and Kyron Drones, unfortunately, never got to play with Ali Jennings. So this offense might even be a tad bit more explosive. Um, Kyron Jones had a beautiful pass at the beginning of the game to Daquan Felton. I mean, perfectly played. These they Felton and Jones got a wavelength where they, you know, they didn't connect on the deep ball in the what was that the Rutgers game? It or it might have been Marshall. Yeah, Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh, game. Rutgers. They had it where it was perfectly thrown. Uh, he damn near he couldn't have put it better if he walked out there and handed it to him. But it did get dropped or whatever. But they have a deep connection with that. That could be goddamn dangerous with, with Lane getting healthier and healthier. So shout outs to Kyron Jones, man, putting the team on his back. I eventually they're gonna have to uh he's gonna have to carry the ball less because as we get deeper and deeper in the ACC play, that shit 
you don't you don't want to put that many hits on the quarterback, uh, especially if you're gonna need him to throw. But um, Kyron Jones, I'm gonna also give you give you an A, sir. Fuck it, I'm gonna give him an A too. Drift, you got letter grade? Uh, I got an A for him as well. We all gave him A's, and I think he won ACC Player of the Week or Offensive Player of the Week. Or, he did. Yeah, he won Quarterback yeah. of the Week. I mean, he might have won ACC of Offensive Player of the Week as well, but I know for sure he won Quarterback. Definitely one quarterback of the week. Uh, let's get into this running game, this much maligned running game. This was a sad, sorry unit. And we got to see Bayshaw Tootin almost at full capacity. Like, there's still, there, there, there's still shit that, that got nothing to do with him. But Bayshaw Tootin is, is an explosive, solid. I'm starting to get uh, Khalil Herbert vibes from Tootin. Now, Herbert played with a much better offensive line. And you're like, let's not get that confused. But I'm starting to get uh, Khalil Herbert vibes where, like, Tootin might not test off the charts or he might not look, like, physically important, but he just knows how to sniff out yards and – break tackles and he break he breaks tackles and just makes plays. So what's your thoughts? Let's start with Drift. What's your what's your what's your what's your thoughts on Tootin as he's getting better and better in this offense? I'm gonna give him an A as well. Uh I think he the offensive line didn't really help him out a whole ton. He made a lot of plays by himself and like you said he just seems how to he seems like he knows how to hit certain gaps especially when he hits when he goes to the outside, making guys miss, getting those extra yards. Uh, and then, you know, bulldozing through the hole too. I mean, he, he kind of pushed a couple, um, a couple piles for a couple extra yards. So he's, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a bell cow and he's going to be around for another, I think he's got one more year of eligibility as well. So um, him and drones, if we can get an offensive line together, uh, we could have a seriously deadly running game. Um, we just gotta we just gotta get that fucking offensive line together, which is gonna take a minute. But uh, Tootin's a hooper as well. I think him and him and drones can can help this team a lot. What about you, Joe? Yeah. If I mean, I would also give him an A if I was giving him a letter grade. I might even give him an A plus because he didn't even turn the ball over. He's at the top of P five and forced missed tackles for a reason. And you just can't teach vision. He has such good vision. If there is a little crack, he gets through it. And I kind of think you saw that on that screenplay where he scored. Kind of tiptoed down the sideline, hurdled a guy, and found a lane into the end zone. I mean, I, I think he's really impressive. Went for over 100 yards. I don't remember the last time we had a back go over 100 yards. I think Jalen Holston got close with 99. But, yeah, he he blew it open, man. Rooting. Yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to Tootin. Shout out to Tootin. The the receivers. These receivers, uh, Felton, four catches, eighty-one yards and a touchdown. Lane, two catches, sixty-four yards and a touchdown. And they're not gonna get many opportunities without a pass happy offense. So they're gonna have to make the big plays when they're there. We got to see uh we got to see Bradshaw come in on the reverse. Bowen was in his bag this week. 
Bone was definitely in his bag this week. Bone was coaching like a man I was about to get fat. Bone was coaching like a man that was on the hot seat. Now, us knowledgeable fans know that won't nobody getting fat, but it was good for them to at least act like they could get fired. What was y'all thoughts on the receiving game this week? I thought the receivers looked great. Uh, I think you, you called out uh, Daquan Felton saying that you needed more from him, and he uh, he delivered big time. Um, that that touchdown to start the game really kind of got things rolling for the offense. And uh, Jalen Lane looks fast. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a wide receiver like that that could burn the defense after after a catch in a minute. Um, I was like, okay, he, he caught the ball. I was like, okay, somebody's gonna catch him, and then he just fucking took it like 40 yards and was gone um i I like this receiving room a lot i hope ali comes back next year and um they can stick together a little bit i think there's a lot of potential here so i got an a as well for the receiving room giving them an a plus because they called everything that came their way i mean you hit the nail on the head man lane was lightning fast I, I too, I kind of thought that somebody was going to catch him or might have been first down, but he just turned on the Jets. Felt looked incredible. That bomb out of the gate kind of set the tone for the whole game. And one thing they never really get enough credit for is they really blocked well, too. So I would kind of like to see Bradshaw get the ball in space. He was a lot more slippery than I thought he would be. And he's pretty fast. Just needs to hit the right, hit the right hole, man. He goes up the middle. He's probably gone, but. Yeah, they're getting an A-plus for me. That was outstanding. Yeah, Jalen Lane got that that fun belt speed. Like, you can tell he came from another conference. Yeah. <laughs> he came from, like, I think Middle Tennessee and the Sun Belt or Conference USA. But it seemed like that conference always got, like, the fastest, best playmakers at receiver. Yeah, he's, I don't know what the ACC be doing. I don't know what they – do be doing as far as their receiver development across they the put board. put them guys at cornerback in the ACC a lot. Probably they put them all at cornerback and safety. But in the in the sun in the Sun Belt specifically, it's like the Sun Belt always producing great slot receivers. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And and you can and the thing that's the thing about like hamstring and groin injuries, like they they tend to linger. Or, or, you know, like hamstrings tend to flare up, especially with the speed guys. So hopefully this ain't a issue going forward. It kind of hampered him from since the Purdue game. He had been ham- hampered. Even when he was playing, he wasn't – he was clearly not uh, 100%. But last week he, he might have been at 80% and ran away from everybody with the ball. So – Shout out to Jalen Lane, man. Hey, I don't know much eligibility he got left in this uh crazy world where everybody got nine years, but uh shout out to him. He's got uh one more, more year of eligibility. Okay. He got one. Everybody got one more year eligible. Michael Vick got one more year eligibility. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy out here, dog. It's gonna be 27-year-olds out here. Like Miami got a tight end that's trying to get a ninth year of eligibility. That's like, crazy. Bro, get a fucking job, bro. It's time to start working. Get a job, bro. That man played at Oregon when fucking Joey Harrington was the quarterback. Get a job, bro. 
Yeah, man. I kind of I kind of miss when it was like cut and dry. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, you got four years. Like your junior was a junior. You knew that that junior had one more year. <laughs> like it is not like that anymore. You see, I like I'll see a red shirt junior. I don't know if he has three years left. I don't know if he has one year left. I have no fucking idea. Motherfucker be a red shirt junior, be 26 years old. Means nothing anymore. Don't be shit. Hey, NCAA, send these motherfuckers to work, please. <laughs> That's why we got a worker shortage, man. <laughs> That's why we got a worker shortage. All these motherfuckers <laughs> here trying to hang around B1. Yeah, get your ass. I, who was that that said that in the group chat? Jalen Cone. Jalen Cone still hooping. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jalen Cone. Shout out to Jalen Cone, bro. Don't fuck me up. But, dog, get a job, bro. God damn. Jalen Cone went to 17 different D1s. Get a job, bro. Yeah, he, did, he did the good old American tour, started on the East Coast, ended on the West Coast. Shout bro, out he to did, Jalen He's on his second tour now. He's going to be back over here. He's doing the world tour. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to shout out to Jalen Cone, bro. What was we at receivers? Yeah, the receivers had a good game. Is uh, I agree. That, you know, we're not gonna throw the ball over the lot, so you yeah. gotta just make do with your opportunities. Hey, I know I know Xavier uh Xavier Bradshaw is uh he only had one, you know, that one reverse that he got, you know, whatever, three, four yards on. Uh, he looked good on that yeah. though. He looks like a he looks like an athlete. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. He, I, is he a is he a freshman or a sophomore? I don't know. He's gonna be here for seven years anyway. Sure freshman. Uh, he looks good. He looks really good. He could be maybe he could after Lane is gone. Maybe he fills that role of like the speedy slot guy. Yes, yes, and and him with uh Fontail. Fontail is another guy. I have no – I got no issues with what Fontaine's doing on or off the field. I think Fontaine has been doing a great job uh, not only recruiting but coaching up these receivers. They, we asked that man to 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 take shit and make lemonade, however the saying goes, last year. And that's no disrespect to anybody that was here last year. But obviously there has been upgrades. So shout out to uh, – Shout out to Fontail, man. Let's switch over to the defense. I felt like the defense was in a position where they had a wounded duck. They were they was going up against a wounded duck at quarterback. So the most important thing to do was stop the run. Uh Pitt came in here. They had been bullying us around the last couple of years with their running backs and they running game. Uh probably since they became came to the ACC and we have to play them, they've been kind of we, – we know what Pitt intends to do. So uh, stopping the run was paramount. And to our credit, we pretty much did that. Rodney Hammond, shout out to you, bro, North of Virginia, 757 all day. We get all that. But not today. Not today. Uh, you went home, yeah, went home a loser today. Great job from the uh, defense. Fair Darius Payne. Is one of the best interior D linemen in the country. That's not my opinion. I'm all facts. Uh, rate rate this D line. Rate this D line. Uh, what y'all what the vibes like? What y'all thought the D line did? No, you take this one first. 
Yeah, I thought the D-line did a really good job. I mean, I can't really put that screenplay that got busted on them, you know, because they were selling out to stop the run. So I thought they did a great job, man. APR played like a man on fire. Payne, hey, to back up your point, Payne's one of the highest rated defensive tackles in the country right now. I mean, the stats prove it. I kind of wish that he was starting DT like from the entire start of the year. Because he just the defensive line looks different when he's out there. So aggressive, so physical. He's good, man. He's so good. I'm giving him an A. What about you, Joe? Yeah, the, the defensive line, uh they this was probably their best game, I think, all season. Um they stepped up big time and you know, if they can eliminate the getting gashed, the defense in general, like the big plays, this is a super good defense. Um they just got they just got to eliminate those big plays, but all around, I thought the run the run game versus I mean versus the run game versus the pass both was great. Defensive line is is kind of coming to form. I'd like to see more pain, and uh, we're heading in the right direction with them. So um, this is it, it's crazy. Like talk saying this after last week when we were just getting smoked against Marshall, then come around against Pitt when we when we normally get cooked on the run and have a pretty good game. So I think their leading rusher had like what 18 yards, something like that on the run. Um, so great job defensive line. Yeah. The D line, the D line. And it was all night. This wasn't, this wasn't one of those cause th- there's that patented hokey game, right? Where inner Sandman electric environment, yep. you know, sell your soul game. And we have the greatest D line on earth for two drives and <laughs> they fall apart <laughs> but in this case they stayed locked in all night i don't know what jc told them uh jc jc price has been under criticism like damn near the whole coaching staff but they stayed engaged all night they they fired off the ball all night this wasn't some shit where they did it for a drive or two Everybody seemed everybody played with an urgency. Everybody coached with an urgency. This was, you know, players would get on Twitter and, and sub us and say we don't know shit. And then in the next game, go do everything that we was talking about. But you know, whatever. You know, but shout out to JC Price, shout out to that defensive line. They fired off the ball all night. They did a great job stopping the run. Linebackers, too, they did a great job stopping the run. This this team is really set up to play with a lead, you know, both offensively and defensively. Like, I don't think our strength is passing the ball and catching up or putting a lot of points up. We could run the ball well, and we could run the ball well with a lead. And our defense, I think, if the other team's in a position where they need to score, they need to pass. Uh, you know, they're in clear passing situations. I think our defense thrives in those situations. So. Um, I feel like that'll be the big thing for the rest of the season. Like if we can get leads early in games um, and go into halftime with maybe even a lead, even if it's a small lead, that'll take this team pretty far. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. This team is, this team is definitely, I don't know if they built to have a lead, but they need one. They yeah. play better with one. <laughs> they play true. better with a lead. Goddamn sure. Um, I would be hard pressed, and I don't think I talked about it enough when we spoke on the offense. But it was just an observation that you know a lot of people made. 
when uh, Drones made that fumble and Coach Pry kind of grabbed him, you know, pulled him to the side, said, hey, it's, it's over with. Let's get to the next play. You know, don't lose confidence. We still need you. And we we bring everybody, we bring everything back to Fuente, the comparisons there. Because we compared everything Fuente did to Frank. And I know for a fact that if a, if a player not only fumbled, but like it cost the team points and it cost the team momentum, a Fuente coach team would have got tight. A Fuente coach team would have went into the tank and they would have found a way to lose that game from that point. But uh, I think we did bring up Jalen Lane's big play and touchdown was after that, you know, so that goes to Pry and his staff for one, not going into the tank and getting getting lemon booty and getting scared. And uh and it also goes on your quarterback and you and everybody for, for keeping that confidence up. So I had to make sure we had we got into that. And our good friend Noah, because I gotta get Noah props for, for bringing this up. I'll never just take somebody's talking points and just run with it like I made it up or came up with it myself. But uh, our good friend Noah also said that is a result of Pry having Marv as defensive coordinator and Pry not calling plays because a coach that has to also call plays can't do those detail-oriented things. He can't. He has to worry about the next series that he's going to be calling plays and worry about this and worry about that. But he was able to be able to talk to his quarterback for, even if it was for a second. So uh, shout out to Pratt for that. Cause that's, that's a, that was a, a step in his development. What was y'all thought? What's y'all thought? I feel like that was a situation where, um, you know, that team would have lost that game last year. I feel like we've seen that that kind of happened to this team all last year with any lead they had. Uh, they would blow that lead away and they wouldn't score the rest of the game and you lose the game. And I think drones brings a good element of, you know, he makes a mistake, but he does bounce back and, you know, they, they get the ball, they go down and they score and they kind of, and you know, they take, they take the game back from pit, take all the momentum back. So um, it was good to see from a coaching perspective. It was good to see from a player perspective with drones, being able to do that and come back after a mistake like that. Uh, so all around, it's just it's a culture shift. We would have lost that game before, and we won that game now. So it's just it's good to see. Gives you some hope, you know, going into the second half of the season. Yeah, I think most of the fan base probably had PTSD from, you know, previous regimes and previous teams, and they were probably sitting there thinking, "Oh man, here we go again." Like it really had that feel to it. But drones got that dog in them, man. Like, that's that edge that we were talking about with him. Like, he just has a way, picking it back up, picking everybody back up around him, and finding a way. He's got that will to win, man. He's just got that motor and that drive. And, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think it is a culture change. And some of that starts with the quarterback. When you got the right guy at the helm, the right general, that's what matters. Yeah, so shout-out to Drone. Shout-out to Brent Pratt. Shout out to everybody involved because, like I said, a different a different Virginia Tech team would have found the exits. They would have started heading for the exits. Oh, yep, here we go again. 
uh, it's losing time. The motherfuckers used to look for ways to lose. Up oh, some adversity. Yeah, yeah, we out. So shout outs, man, shout outs. But back to the defense. I just, I had, I, I, I would not have been doing my job if I didn't bring that up as far as prying his development um, as a coach. But back to the defense. We faced a we faced a dead duck at quarterback. Phil Dracovic went from the next Big Ben to the next Big Ben. He was 2021 Big Ben. He was what? He was literally washed Big Ben. It's ironic is that he was getting Big Ben comparisons when he was at Boston College. And it's funny he played in the same city Big Ben uh played played in. And he looks like washed Big Ben, literally, like no arm, <laughs> arm arm shot uh like he like injuries all that them piled up like he's not the player he was a couple years ago for boston college uh i don't know where that motherfucker went but um yeah outside of one play he made the bug means uh in the beginning of the game that he lost his fastball after that and the secondary played a great game but if 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 phil Dracovic Hits on like two or three of those deep balls that were open. You're talking about a completely different game, but he had nothing like he had no nothing left as far as the deep ball. So it kind of made defending them way easier. But I'm going to still give some props to uh, the secondary uh, secondary man. Shout out to uh, Cheetah, man. His, 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 um, his unit, Pearson Prelude, their units. They're doing a the damn thing, uh, considering they, you know, lost Nasir peoples and everything like that. Uh, what's the vibes like for the secondary? I think I think you said it on Twitter, uh, you know, on on Saturday night. But you can only play who's in, who you have in front of you, you know. So mm-hmm. they they look good, albeit against a, an injured quarterback. A quarterback past his prime, um, but. This the secondaries look good all year, and really, this is the first. This, this is like the biggest test this coming week, because um, Florida State oh, has <laughs> has first round wide receivers uh, on both sides of the field. So, um, but I think the secondary's done a good job thus far. I mean, the play that Canteen got beat on was, you know, I think it was a play action deep bomb, and he was just a step behind. Shit happens, but you know, they 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 played a good game besides that. So. Got to give them props. Yeah, they recovered from that. I kind of appreciate Phil for going ahead and completing the Big Ben character arc instead of just trying to be the good Big Ben. Like he completely in four years <laughs> in, a, in, a high, in a college cycle. Man, yeah. he did everything but go to Lake Tahoe. If you know, you know. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so I kind of appreciate that. That was cool of him to do that. Kind of complete that for us, but. Yeah, I thought the secondary played pretty good. Um, there was a few times that a, a better quarterback, somebody might have enough arm to make that throw, probably get a little more yards, might be a little different game, but I thought they played pretty good, man. I think Strong looks a lot better this year as well. Like, not that he was bad. He was pretty good anyway, but I just think that Cheetah and Prelu have been developing those guys and they're doing a good mm-hmm. job. Within it. You're kind of starting to see it. Like you can see the leap that those guys are starting to make. Things are coming together, so I still give them an A too. Yes, I love I love to see a plan come together. Um, 
They definitely, we just giving our A's today. We Oprah. Everybody gets an A today. Special teams. Who told Tucker Holloway, like, he, him? Like, as far as he can take on guys, he can take on gunners and shit. Like, <laughs> he's out here trying to truck people and shit. Like, I just want to know, like, who told Tucker Holloway, like, he, he, him? Like, not only, <laughs> okay, bro, you had the Georgia Tech game last year. Chill the fuck out, Tucker Holloway. Chill the fuck out, bro. Like all that you, off season talk got to his head. Yeah, you you all right? Like you all right, man? You did your thing last year, Georgia Tech game. You did the goddamn thing. You you a nice little pump returner with a who the fuck, bro? It who's told Tucker Holloway, bro? Like fuck him. Like you run through him. Like bro, you need to chill, bro. <laughs> What's y'all He's- thoughts on Tucker Holloway's suicide mission? He's all of 165 trying to run people over. It's crazy. He needs to relax or else he's going to be he's going to be out for the season soon. He was getting cooked last week against Marshall too. Yes. The, Mar- the Marshall coach put out a video of him just getting smoked on a punt return. Yeah, he, yes. needs, he needs to, he needs to relax. Man, Tucker, protect your neck, man. Like you got to learn a couple like little juke moves or spin moves. Don't be trying to take those guys head on you are not built that way like bro this dude whole stuff to do that like he's gonna get sued when he gets cte down the road i'm telling you that right now man it is gonna be a fucking class action lawsuit like please protect yourself man for the love of god i've never seen a punt returner like try to take dudes on i've never seen it i done seen punt returners like, you know, when they see the goal line, they get a little bit crazy, like, trying to get to the goal line. I ain't never seen a punt returner just try to take the first people on, like, Jon Snow or some shit. Boy, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere, bro, Tucker Holloway, a wild boy, man. Um, Peter Moore, I think Peter Moore fucked up on the punt or two, but other than that, it wasn't nothing crazy on special teams or my uh, trip. No, 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 no. We we did have one. We had ten men on the field instead of eleven. Oh yeah, point as well. we did. Yes, we did have ten men on the field. So between Tucker Holloway on his dummy mission, a shank punt, and a ten man on the field, special teams, I'm gonna have to give y'all a B minus. Um, no, I'm gonna give you a C plus. Get it together, man. Stu Hope. Tell Tucker Holloway, chill the fuck out. Uh, what's y'all great for the special team? Yeah, I'm going with uh going with a straight up C. Thought the punt game was pretty bad. Thought the return game was also pretty poor. Uh Stu Holt is, I don't think, a special teams coach at all, right? Like he's never had any experience coaching special teams before. Uh maybe I maybe I'm completely wrong here, but uh we need he to figure that piece out. He did at Louisville? He did at Louisville. Okay. Yeah, at Louisville, yeah. All right, but even even in that case, like Virginia Tech should be a great special teams team, regardless of who the coach is. Uh, so they gotta figure that piece out. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh. I've been a truther on Stu Holt from the beginning. I'm the chairman of the anti Stu Holt Club. You're the yeah, president and CEO of that club. <laughs> 
But I mean, come on, man. Everybody <laughs> else gets an A and a big win. Like, you know, your group is the only one that you can't get straight. Like, okay, on, Joe, dog. Joe, Go live you're gonna like this, Joe. Where yeah. where did Stu Holt play in college? Do you know? He was the long snapper at UNC. You you know, see, this is this is the problem. He's a spy. He's a spy, and he's a fucking long snapper. Are you kidding me? Like, we had a long snapper as our running back coach. Shout out Ooh. to the long snappers. That's for I mean, we had we had uh, what's the, what was the man under Fuente Lechtenstein or some shit? He was a running back coach. Oh, Adam Adam Lechenberg. Lechenberg, some German shit. Great, he good guy too. Probably a great guy. <laughs> probably never carried a run. but probably never toted a rock in his life. Uh it happens when it comes to coaching, bro. You have motherfuckers. You have all types of motherfuckers. Uh I remember when Lee Suggs was somebody's quarterback coach. Like it, it <laughs> motherfuckers just be taking jobs, bro. And that's not to say Leo um Lee Suggs don't know how to throw the ball. But uh he that ain't where he made his money at. He made the running the ball as a running back, but uh Hey man, these Wait, position are we, are we saying Stu Holt? Stu Holt's the ops? Is he a fed? He's a fed. I do have to say I was completely wrong about Stu Holt's coaching career. He's been the special teams coach in a lot of different places, but he still fucking sucks, and we gotta get him out of here. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I wanted, man. That's all I needed to hear. I gotta see more before I say fast Stu Holt. Tugger Holloway being on a suicide mission, that's that's something going on in his own head, because if you know, you can always fair catch. So, I gotta see. I gotta. I'm a. I'm a we gotta. I'm monitoring the situation on Stu Holt before I jump out the window on him. Like, if we start giving up kick returns and shit, if we start giving up sevens routinely. Then I, you know, I gotta holler at Stu. I ain't got no issue with Stu Holt, bro. Uh, overall. To put to to put this Pittsburgh game to bed, Pittsburgh is a shitty team, um, just like the Boston College team we beat last year, and it it kind of it took a all out, it took a all hands on deck. Lane was electric. Lane Stadium, not Jalen Lane. He was electric too, but it took a all hands on deck, soul selling, you know, to have the team juiced up, fired up for four quarters. They put together their best game they put together in a long time. You know, I've seen some people, you know, kind of allude to this was the game. No, Pitt's ass. And they had uh, offensive linemen out. Pitt is a bad football team. They was they had the same record as us, so we're better than them, but it don't mean that we turned the corner yet. I would advise people to try to get away from that rhetoric because we started talking that shit when we uh, when when fucking Liberty gagged the game to us. And we was like, this was the game where we proved that we ain't proved shit. You know, a bad team gave us a game. All right. You take the win how you can get it. Uh, it was a much needed win for drones and hope, not hope and pride. And uh, you take that win and you keep going. Any last takeaways from this pit victory that y'all taking with y'all going forward? Just a big, much-needed win. Um, 
you know, momentum builder at the very least. Obviously, Pitt's mm-hmm. not that great, but we've struggled with Pitt. So even when Pitt wasn't that great, we'd always struggle with Pitt. So um, yeah, it, it was definitely good to get. And um, it was nice to nice to do it in the environment we did it in. Uh, you know, being a night game, prime time, wide out, it was all, all good vibes. Yeah, and whatever they did differently, whoever was in that room game planning the offense that past week, keep doing the same exact thing. The offense looked completely different. Play calling was way better. So many more wrinkles, much more creative. I mean, we even saw a flea flicker. Like, I, I couldn't believe my eyes, man. So whoever was involved, yeah, that was that sell your soul, like your ass is on fire game. It was squid game. It's got to be every every week, man. Every week's the squid game. So it was it was it was squid game. It was squid game out there. Players, coaches, fans. It was squid game. like like Brent Price says, and I know Brent people get people don't really get tired of Brent Price. Maybe it's just me, but you know Brent Price does this whole Hokie Nation, y'all are the greatest fans. Whatever the fuck he be talking about, but you know that, <laughs> bro. These motherfuckers don't deserve this fan base. Like I ain't gonna hold. I ain't talking about Brent Price himself. I'm talking about like the administration. The school, like don't yeah. deserve like the school. Like don't deserve this fan base because. Virginia Tech is a it's the quintessential college fan base. Like like they're going to the games one and four, I mean one and three. They're showing up to the games. Like the difference between us and the Miami Hurricanes. Like a Virginia Tech fan, like from Southwest Virginia, would say Miami Hurricanes is a shitty fan base. No, Miami is a pro sports town. When the team isn't good, fuck you. We're not going. That's not a bad mindset. It's just a pro sports mindset. Like pro fo- like pro football fans, when a team is bad, they don't go to the game. It's exactly. to tell the owner, it's to tell the owner, fuck you. Like we're not about to pay to watch you lose and you be unserious. But you know, a college fan base is like college fandom is kind of baked in the people's personality and identity. Yeah, it's so a pride. It's, like, it's a pride thing. I feel a pride thing. But pro sports fans, a pro sports fan, like in pro cities, they're like, "Yo, fuck that team." Like I'll watch them, but I'm not about to spend my money on them. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so that's exactly we have an it. SEC fan base. Like we have, like a very elite fan base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any you know, I got look, the guy I bring down to Virginia Tech. I brought one of my buddies down to Virginia Tech both times I went, and he's. Both times we've gone, he's just been like, man, your guys' fan base is incredible. He's a he's like a diehard Michigan fan. Uh, he's like, you guys deserve just way more. This is insane. Like, it's ridiculous that you guys are being held hostage here. <laughs> right. fan base. I wouldn't say, say it's an SEC fan base. I, it's a very passionate fan base, but the difference between us and the SEC fan base is SEC fans want to win no matter what. They don't give a fuck what you got to do to get it. Virginia Tech fans aren't willing to go that far. That right. far. Like, I got this my saying. I ain't get this from nobody else. But like I said, if you ask the Auburn fan, would they give a left hand for a national championship? It'll be a bunch of one-handed motherfuckers walking around Alabama. Virginia Tech fans ain't willing to go that far. Like, they'd be like, ah, you could take a finger. 
But right. <laughs> yeah, nah, we, I mean, ain't, we ain't quite there. But yeah, I mean, like, good. imagine the backlash if we would have hired Hugh Freeze from the fan base. Right, yeah. it would have been backlash. Auburn fans want Hugh Freeze. Not only do they want Hugh Freeze, they want the old Hugh Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. That's what I want too, man. Yeah, we're, like, we're, we're on the yeah. we're on the same page, but like we're not at the uh we're not on the golf outing with Jim yeah. that went to uh Cal and oh you know. We're, but I also not, think uh, part of it too is like we, we have like some it's kind of like the older part of our fan base is the ones that like don't want to win at all costs too. Like they're the ones that are we built this on morals. Man, fuck the morals. You don't get a extra star on the national championship trophy for that. Get me some fucking wins. Yeah. Win. So I feel like it's like the older, the older part of the fan base kind of holding us back. I feel like it'll catch up though. I feel like Virginia Tech in like over the course of history and time, like is is much younger of a football team and a fan base than the Alabamas, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Nebraskas. Like we've we haven't been around dominating as long as them, right? They've been doing it for 100, 150 years. Uh um, right. you know, right. we've only been power five for coming up on 20 years. Uh um, right. so like in the future, like when, you know, when our generation is the old heads, I feel like it'll start to really turn. Possibly. We will have to see. I mean, because shit, why do those other schools, you know, are staying relevant? Shit, their admissions is probably flooded out the out the roof. So we shall see. Shout out to the Virginia Tech Hokies. They got them a W. The ACC Network. Shout out to the ACC Network. When when the ACC Network first started, they knew to record Inner Sandman and make sure they get Inner Sandman, but they was using shitty ass cameras and that now they got they could they got Inner Sand. They got the drone view. They got all all, yeah. <laughs> all cameras. They got dual they screens. Got, Dual screens, like they, like the ACC network knows, and and shout out to the ACC network because, and shout out to the ACC, Virginia Tech, good, bad, ass, mid, elite, whatever the case may be, is still must see TV or must see you know promotion as far as the ACC, as far as the network, as far as what they do with their social media. They cover Inner Sandman, the walk, everything, uh, from top to bottom. Uh, they they covered it all, bro. So shout out to the ACC Network for knowing we the Cash Kings as far as views, engagement, all that shit. Yeah, bro. They uh they 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 upped their money big time. It's funny too, cause like after they run that video of Inner Sandman, um. Like all the big accounts on Twitter just posted and they're like, oh my God, Virginia Tech entrance is so sweet. They have the best fan base. Yeah. (laughs) Like within like five minutes of it going live, it's it's everywhere. Uh, I think like even like Field Yates tweeted it out too. But Barstool loves it every time. Yeah, Barstool. It's like Barstool's favorite thing to tweet out. Right. Part of that shout out to our fan base, man. We're going to run the views up every time. Mm hmm. 
and the numbers. We had a we had a great inner sand man and in a game that we won. Yeah, that was big. That's two this year. That's two. That's yeah. two primetime, uh, you know, ACC yeah. Network eight o'clock games that we've ran up, enter Sandman and won right. the game. That's big. Now we just got to get an ABC enter Sandman. Yeah, yeah, that's the next. Win the fucking game. That's the next step. That's the next step. But we got to crawl so we can walk. Let's move on because everything won't peaches and cream. Not for me. And um, it's starting to become the fucking fake Joe movement, right? <laughs> He's been overtaken this week. <laughs> hey, Joe, man, yep. you been lying I... your ass on, bro. Shit, man, I've been having a tough stretch, man. The push is this <laughs> You know what derailed you is when you tried to fade drift. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it, you it was, man. Leave. It was. I got to get back to my <laughs> You got to get your soul right. You got to get your soul clean. <laughs> it's a sell my summer week, man. <laughs> it's a sell my summer. He has the hot seat like brand new. Let's yep. get to these guys. Um, the the truth for the week and the lie of the week was the Colorado USC game, and in that first half, I was looking like a truth teller. <laughs> <laughs> I checked the score. I was so upset. <laughs> I was looking like a truth teller in that first half. And I had actually turned away and started watching another game or something. And Colorado had came all the way back. They ended up uh they did lose, but they lost 48 to 41. So USC did not cover 21 and a half, even though for the first half, shit. It looked like they was about to score 90. But uh I lied. Uh, Joe and Drift told the truth. They, the buffs, the skull buffs, the buffs came back through for him. Good game. Uh, good game, by the way. Oh, yeah, God, great man. game. Great game. It kicked off at like 10 a.m. local time, too, which is crazy. Yep, kick, they kicked off. It was a noon kick for us. Breakfast game. But a, yeah, but a <laughs> breakfast game for them. Uh, once, again, I, uh, once again, I'm a liar. Uh, me and Joe are liars. We took, we 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 fucked around with baby beams. We trusted baby beams. Uh um, burn us. He burned us. He he burned us. And his press conferences after losses are becoming a thing. Uh he, he's getting real bratty after losses. Um it, it was cute that first year, but now it's 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 starting to wear thin. Like I think Baby Beams is a great coach. The SEC is a, a meat grinder, uh, and South Carolina has a ceiling as a program in that conference. But um, what's your thoughts on on Shane Beamer's post game antics or like press conference antics after losses? Yeah, he's kind of. I feel like he kind of tries to like play the press almost in a way, but then he kind of takes it too far. Like it's kind of like a oh you add. I remember the. Like the one that comes to mind is the Georgia game where they asked him like what happened and he was like, well, they're just fucking really good players, a bunch of five stars. Like that was kind of his response. Like, what do you think happened? Like they're an unbelievable team. But now it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, man, it's year whatever year three for him. I think at this point, right? Year three, like I mean, you can't be pulling that excuse out anymore. Like you gotta, you kind of have to own it at this point. So, yeah, I think. He's trying to come off as passionate and just like doing it the wrong way, if you ask me. 
He's probably trying to get his team fired up, make it look like he has their back, but doing it the wrong way, man. And hey, you got burnt for taking Spencer Rattler, man. Yes, uh, the Spencer Rattler. I mean, he even went on the chain game for eating hot dogs in the in the uh, North Carolina game. Like, why are you dry snitching, bro? This was a this was also a revenge game for Tennessee from last year. Also a revenge game, and uh, Tennessee took full advantage because they made drift a truth teller. Me and Joe were liars. I know the Dame fighting Irish, in which I thought was the easy money of the week. We all did. We all took the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Um, that was the easy money of the week. Uh, Duke Duke beat Clemson, but Clemson is bipolar. You can't you can't base shit off beating Clemson because Clemson Clemson Clemson's a roller coaster experience. Notre Dame is very consistent. You know what you're getting from them. Yes, Notre Dame is consistent. Notre Dame, they keep hitting their head on that top 10 ceiling. Like, Notre Dame is consistently a top 10 through 25 program every year. They just can't break that ceiling and get into that elite, elite conversation. Yeah, they're always like 6 through 14. They'll, like, flirt around that range. Yep. Until they like lose a couple at the end of the season and drop to like eighteen. Yep, but definitely a good program. Got a couple pushes this week. No last, no truce. Uh, so that means everybody's in the clear. You didn't lose, you didn't win. But uh, we we had all took Louisville in a game where Brendan Armstrong looked like a bag of shit. Um, you want to talk about? players getting washed in their college career. Jesus Christ. Uh, Brendan Armstrong has been benched. Uh, word out of the NC State camp is MJ Morris will, will be starting their next game. So uh, the heads up. But it was a push. Nobody lied. Nobody truth. And uh, Drift's UVA Wahoos also pushed versus BC. Nobody lied, nobody truthed. Uh, me and Joe had BC, and uh, that's how it all shook out. Uh, shout out to UVA, man. They found a way to lose these games. They're 0 5. Uh, They're about to on? get what's going on with UVA, bro? UVA has, uh, on like ESPN's analytics, they have less of a chance to beat William and Mary than we have than Florida State has to beat us. Which is crazy because William and Mary's an FCS team. But they'll probably get their first win this week. Uh which I guess is good for them. <laughs> well William and Mary is coached by Mike London and he knows UVA very well. So, Mike London revenge game. Mike London rev yo if Mike London fucking beat them bro. Oh my God bro they'd have to fire they'd have to fire Tony Elliott. They would have to find no. Tony Tone. Then he would have to go to the like Shout out to William and Mary, bro. Uh, William and Mary is on. It's in the seven five seven. It's it's in Williamsburg, Virginia. Shout outs to all the nursing students and all the ladies that go to William and Mary. There's a running joke in the uh. There's a running joke to Virginians, especially Virginians over here. 
because they got and shout out to the LGBT bro. Don't cancel us. But uh it they had they were known for having a lot of gay students. So they so they used to call it William and Larry back in the day. They probably still call it that shit, but you know, I don't be around college people no more. But um they used to call it William and Larry because all the butt sex that be going on. And I ain't never seen like men fucking each other at William and Mary campus. So I can't confirm more than that and shit. But shout out to William and Mary, bro. Like, don't cancel us, bro. That's just that's what the people used to say. I ain't invent that shit. So uh, <laughs> shout outs. The truth for the week. <laughs> our Clemson, our Clemson Tigers. Um, y'all shouldn't have gave up on them. <laughs> I know. I jumped. I yeah. jumped ship on them, and as soon as I picked up, <laughs> I was like, I, I know it's gonna happen here. Joe, Joe, like I don't know what the what the yeah, Q's money down. line. He, he doubled, doubled down, down on the line. Yeah, I got Clemson. Is what happened? Your ass got Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my boy, my my Clemson boys, they took care of me. Uh, our LSU Tigers did not take care of us. They made liars out of all of us. That was an entertaining ass game they had with Ole Miss yeah. too. That was an entertaining back and forth game. I was flipping between that and another game I can't remember, but every time I looked up, somebody was scoring. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like what fifty-five to forty-eight was the final score, or something like that. Yeah, like that was one of those twelve yeah, game. That was an old-fashioned shootout right there, and uh, LSU fans are growing impatient of Brian Kelly. Yeah, as they as they should. He's kind of a he's kind of a fraud, but um, <laughs> you can just ask Notre Dame fans; they'll tell you the same thing. Notre Dame fans did Notre Dame fans did warn about Brian Kelly, and Brian. I think Brian Kelly is he's a high end. I want to say a high end, but he's in that Bo Pelini like he's a good coach, but it just got a ceiling on it, you know. Yeah, he's like he'll guarantee you nine wins, and you might get yep. ten, but you will never get eleven. No, he'll get you eleven. He just won't get you that thirteenth for that twelve. Yeah, yeah, won't yeah, get you yeah. the natty. His guy comes in and fixes your floor and raises That's the floor me. back up. And... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Floor man and a tommy. <laughs> you mean you mean your proverbial floor? I got you. Proverbial floor, man. You grout setting something, huh? <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, Brian Kelly is a floor tech. Is what I learned today. Um. And last but not least, our Virginia Tech Hokies. Got that dub for us, Joe. You're a stinking liar. You go against the family for fucking pit. Like, <laughs> bite your tongue. You need to go to church. You need yes. to throw salt over your left shoulder. You go against the fam for pit. That'll get you. If you was in, if, listen, if you was in, if you was in Christianburg and did that, like, you wouldn't be allowed back in Christianburg if you did some shit like that. For real, man. Better not let nobody catch me doing that. So, 
<laughs> I'm just gonna act like it didn't happen. So so yeah, so yes, the fate drift movement became the fate Joe movement in two weeks' time. Uh this is I think this is what this was the the movie Space Jam. I think Drift absorbed Joe's powers. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he absorbed Joe's powers. I need my stuff back, man. I, I, and it was it was Joe that gave it to me. It wasn't it wasn't me Joe, taking it. Joe gave Joe gave up the powers. Joe gave me the powers. Yeah. This is all a trick because I want some skyline chili. He's actually just hungry. This is a <laughs> yeah. This is a ploy for skyline chili. Um, so one big troll. That Cincinnati chili shit look crazy. Uh, I haven't still had it yet, but it looks it looks interesting. <laughs> I must say. It might it might be it must be because it's popular there, but it didn't spread to other regions. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, hey, we got up we got up into Columbus. We got down in Lexington. That's about as far as oh we Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, that's oh, like two spreading. hours south. Yeah, so it's spreading. It's spreading. Let's move on. Your neck, what do you say? It's gonna be down your neck of the woods where you know it, man. Seven five seven. No, <laughs> we, we we eat regular chili. That's never, if anything, never been that if far. Anything, we'll fuck around and, and start putting shrimp in our chili or some seafood or some shit at all. Like that's how we I might have just made up some shit. I might have just made up some fire. Don't nobody steal my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seven five seven, we'll fuck around. And we'll throw like some Carolina barbecue in the chili or, or throw some shrimp in the motherfucker. And that'll be our way. Let's move on to week six. Week six in this college in this college football landscape. We're gonna start with the Red River shootout. I do not call that shit the Red River Rivalry. Uh fuck this pussy ass new society that uh I mean, shout out to all the gun victims, gun violence victims. We don't want to promote no gun violence. But it's the Red River Shootout, man. We know what the fuck they mean. They don't mean actual guns. OU versus Joe's Longhorns. Yeah. Texas is basically a touchdown favorite. We all know, like, this rivalry game is one of the best rivalry games. It's always played at the Texas State Fair. And it, it it's had some of the greatest endings, greatest games in college football history. Texas is a seven is six and a half point favorites. We start with drift. Red River, the Red River shootout. What's gonna happen? I feel like this game is always ridiculous and it's always so close. Um I can't see Texas beating them by a touchdown or more. So I'm gonna take OU versus spread here. He's taking oh he's taking Brent Venables, he's taking Dylan Gabriel, and he's taking the Oklahoma Sooners. Joe, Red River, Red River shootout. You know, man, since they've been playing since nineteen hundred. You know, before the first World War, we got Matthew McConaughey. They're gonna have Bevo there. Mm-hmm. Hook them, baby. Horns up. Joe is taking the Joe is taking the Longhorns. 
the thing about the Texas State Fair is every time I watch the Red River Shootout, they always show like the food from the Texas State Fair. And I'm always reminded how fat America is because they always show like a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich, fried Kit Kats, fried Oreos, fried Apple Jacks, like whatever, like fried everything at the Texas State Fair. Um, Virginia State Fair, I went to the Virginia State Fair last year. It was it it was kind of fat too, but it wasn't as fat as the Texas State Fair. But uh, give me the Texas Longhorns. Uh, to anybody listening to this, none of you motherfuckers is going to the Texas State Fair. But uh, I need somebody to try a fried Oreo for me. I actually have some friends going to this game. So tell them to get some fried Oreos and report back to you, and then you report back to us. <laughs> so we can see if it's if it if it's worth the uh if it's worth dying for. If, okay. If it's worth uh the high cholesterol and all that other shit. Because I keep hearing about these fried Oreos and I'm curious. <laughs> I'll make sure I get you the paperwork. Yes, please, please get the paperwork on all the fried items. Fuck it. Like tell them to just put their health at risk. Tell them to get a, <laughs> tell them to get everything, bro. I'll make sure to do that. You know what else is cool about this game, man? They played at the Cotton Bowl. Like, is it mm-hmm. such like a legendary, iconic venue? Like a nice stadium. Yes. And the trophy, man. They got the col- the golden hat. I saw yes. Quinn Ewers wearing last year. Like, this is a lit game, man. It's kind of the game. This is this me. is one of those bucket list games. I I definitely want to go to in my lifetime. Yes. It's got to yeah. be even better as a non-fan, and you can just enjoy the shit stress. Yeah, without being stressed out, exactly. So yeah, shout out to the Red River Shootout. Like one thing about, and we're losing rivalries as a conference realignment ruins the sport. But Texas and OU know to stick together uh, in conference realignment. So we lost a lot of good rivalries: West Virginia, Virginia Tech. For years, we lost Texas, Texas A&M, but it's going to come back. Um, you know, but I'm glad that one stayed. That one is going to stay regardless. So, shout out to them. Syracuse at UNC. Syracuse is coming off a loss to Clemson. UNC had the uh, – they, they took a week off. They had a bad week. UNC is at home. UNC is eight-and-a-half point favorites. We'll start with Joe. Joe, who are you taking, sir? Give me the Tar Heels, man. UNC. I'll go second. I'm also I'm also taking the Tar Heels. They have I don't think they have lost me. I don't think I've lost uh picking with UNC yet. So I'm gonna take UNC as well. Griff, what you get? Uh Hughes made me look bad last week. Um but eight and a half is a lot of points, and uh, they're coming off a bye week. Maybe they're a little flat. I'm going Q's. He's taking the orange. You know, I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't Texas. think uh, you got Texas. Texas. Yeah. All right, missed it. Wake Forest, the Deeks at Clemson. Yeah, I'll start this one. Oh, Clemson is 21 point favorite, so they expected to. One thing about Clemson, they are the worst team when they expected to do shit. But I'm going to start it off. Give me Clemson, man. Give me Clemson. 
I don't feel good about I don't feel good about them at 21 points. I ain't gonna lie to you. But uh give me Clemson. Drift, what you got? Um, I'm going Clemson this time. They I'm not doing it twice in a row. But knowing them, they're gonna make yeah. me lose twice in a row. I'm a, I'm a little uneasy about Clemson and that, that many points. But, Joe, what you got? Man, look, I'm going to be real right now. I don't know fucking shit about Clemson, apparently. Y'all took them. I'm taking them. <laughs> <laughs> they burnt my ass every week. I'm not doing it again. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Clemson experience. That's what that's, they do. That, that's what it is. That's what it <laughs> that's is. That's what they do. When you pick them to when you pick them to lose, they win. When you pick them to win, they lose. I got my initiation now. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. You just keep you can't get rid of them. Motherfuckers. No, today this is actually going to be a, a little underrated game. I might got to put some eyeballs on the product. We play Louisville down the road. Notre Dame at Louisville. Louisville, I believe, is still undefeated at this point in the season. I'm pretty sure uh, the city of Louis- Louisville is going to be electric. Um, I don't know what time this game is, but I'm I'm pretty sure Louisville is going to pull a Virginia Tech and probably try to strike their stadium and do all types of crazy shit for Notre Dame coming in. Notre Dame is six and a half point favorite. So I think it's on me. It's on no, I went first last. It's on Joe. Joe, Notre Dame, six and a half point favorites, Louisville at home. What you got? Give me the fighting Irish, baby. Joe riding with the Irish. He's riding with the Irish. I'm going to go second. I'm also going to take the Irish. I'm going to also take the Irish. Drift, what you got? Oh, this is a, this is a tough one. Um, and. I'm gonna go with the Irish too. Drift rolling I, with the I, I, don't, I don't know. This is this is a hard one. This is a hard one because I feel like the spread is I don't know. I I feel like it should be a little closer. I feel like Louisville just had a tough game last week playing at NC State's blackout on a Friday night. Like, it's a tough game and they won. Uh so shout out to them. But Notre Dame's a, a different type of team than they've played this year. A different team and they're gonna pull away, they're gonna pull away late. It's gonna be competitive. Yeah, I think Notre Dame. I think the talent. I think the talent discrepancy starts to show in the uh, fourth quarter. Right. Georgia Tech at Miami. This is another predicted slaughter. Miami is twenty-one and a half point favorites. Drift, what you got shaking out in Miami? This is the eight o'clock. Uh, ACC Network game at night. Um, yes, Miami's doing uh, their Miami Knights uniform. They are. They got their blackout uniforms that they're rolling with, um, which they look okay. But like, I feel like with Miami's colors and it being a blackout, like they should look way better than they look. Uh, but I'm taking Miami here. Uh, they've been playing well this year. I think they're uh low key like a very good team and crystal ball's turning them around so um I have them winning big here. Georgia Tech also just lost to fucking bowling green is that right last week? Terrible yeah. game for them. Scott Leffler yeah, was on their ass. Yeah. Scott Leffler was on their ass. 
So Drift, Drift rolling with Miami. Joe, what you got? Yeah, give me Miami here. They're just going to be too much. Yeah, Miami is the blackout. Georgia Tech been looking like a bag of shit. I don't even know if that team got any pride. They really, every time we pick them, we get their ass kicked. They get their ass kicked. Yeah, give me Miami. Give me Miami. It's a lot of points, but it's a, it is a lot of points. It's a lot of points Georgia, for a conference game, too. Georgia, and it's conference game. And Georgia Tech been just real Georgia Techish. Uh, our old friends, Marshall. Our old friends, Marshall, is at NC State. NC State is debuting MJ Morris this season. They they can't they the 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 Brendan Armstrong experiment has come to an end. The Brendan Armstrong experiment didn't even make it deep into October. They had to they seen they seen enough. They had they to sit seen, his ass down. <laughs> they had to sit him down. They had seen enough. I'm gonna start this one off. NC State six and a half point favorites. I'm a, I'm rolling with the Wolf Pack. I'm rolling with the Wolf Pack. I feel like uh, you know Marshall had their Super Bowl versus us. They 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 played around with ODU, our son, uh, the next week, and they're not really equipped to be fucking around with real Power Five schools. What we had going on was something different. Uh, so. Give me the wolf pack. Joe, what you got? Ooh, give me the wolf pack, man. If there's one thing I know, <laughs> that was a teams. <laughs> man, that's a fucking wolf. That's a SWBA wolf. That's a coyote. That's a coyote. That was a train horn. <laughs> but no, nah, man. These Sunbelt teams, they only win against P5 teams when they're at home. They're going on the road down to Raleigh. Yeah, give me the Wolfpack. Take uh, a Marshall here. I think they keep it close. It's a new quarterback for NC State. I think it's going to take them a week to get hot and keep, and get going. So uh, I think NC State wins, but by less than six and a half. Okay, okay. We are drugging along. This is this this game is very interesting. Or uh, uh, in the Big Ten, Maryland Terrapins has been playing some good football lately. Uh, it seemed like Loxley finally got this program looking respectable again. They was a laughing stock for a little while, but he got them. He got them playing some ball. They're going on the road. This is their biggest test of the season so far. They're going to Columbus, Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are 20-point favorites. Who's turn? It's Joe's turn. Joe, Ohio State 20-point favorites. Maryland's on the road. What you got going down? Ooh, man, this is a tough one, man. Um. Maryland's on the road. Ohio State yes. beat Notre Dame. But, yes. man, that is a lot of points. Probably got Maryland covering here. Joe's rolling with the Terps. Drift. I'm going to take OSU on this one. Uh, 
it's it's tough to go to Columbus, and this is a big noon game. You're not going to catch them sleeping. They're going to be ready for this one. I'm a I'm a I'm a roll. I'm a take I'm a take the Terps. I'm a take the Terps. Um, while Ohio State might win by those three scores, I think they're gonna win by like 18 points. Or something. All right, I can see that as well. I'm gonna take the Terps. If if they have an ounce of pride, they're gonna go in there and they're gonna at least punch back for three quarters. They might and, and Ohio State is gonna pull away because they got the offensive line, they got Trevion Henderson and all of that. But I feel like Merlin is gonna have some pride and they're gonna hang in there. Now we get to the main event. The main event of the evening, 3.30, ABC, the Virginia Tech Hokies on the road after the after our Super Bowl versus the Pitt Panthers. We go on the road at Florida State, number five Florida State Seminoles, who have everything to lose and nothing to gain by playing us. But it is what it is. Uh, Florida State coming to this game. They're averaging more on the ground, more in the air. They got the better defense, better offense, better players, better coaches, better everything. We're predicted to get slaughtered out there pretty much. But we're going to give you the keys to the victory before we pick the game. I ain't going to lie. I was racking my brain trying to figure out how can we beat the number five team in the country when we couldn't even beat Marshall, we couldn't even beat Rutgers, we couldn't even beat Purdue. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a Herculean effort from one Kyron Jones. I would dare even say he would have to put the team on his back. He would damn sure he would damn near have to get reckless and make some YOLO throws out there and some YOLO plays. Uh, this is one of those games where you take your playbook. And you just throw caution to the wind. You will have to do some crazy shit. You're not going to beat Florida State with three points, uh, field goals. You're not going to beat Florida State, dare I say, even playing smart. You will have to be reckless and just say, fuck it. And just go out there and just run your best shit and throw the kitchen sink at them. Uh, is what I would think Virginia Tech has to do. Uh, drift. What would be your keys to victory? Uh, you can't you can't get down big early. I mean, you gotta keep it kind of close going into halftime. Survive the uh, you gotta, you gotta survive su- the wave. You gotta survive the wave early. Um that that's that's number one. You can't can't you know let them go down and get two scores on you right away. It's 14-0 in the middle of the first quarter. That's that's not a recipe for success. Uh keep the wide receivers at bay too. I mean, they have we were talking earlier, they have two first-round wide receivers, Keon Coleman, uh, Wilson as well. So if if our secondary can hold up and play with those guys, you got a shot there. Um, but really the biggest thing is somehow with our offensive line, you got to do something against their defensive line, whether it's just slow them down a little bit. That's, that's really the biggest thing because their defensive line is going to tear us apart. Um, and if you can make it look like somewhat competitive in the trenches, then we have a shot. So uh, 
the offensive line needs to like unlock some new attribute going into this week. <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be some uh some big time Ron Crook games. But that is that is my keys keys to keeping the game close, keys to potentially winning. Um it's gonna be tough, but um it's gonna be on ABC. So we're either gonna get killed in pri- on prime time or we're gonna get a solid game in prime time. One of the two. Yeah, I think for me, you kind of got to try and slow the game down, got to limit the number of possessions. And the other thing you got to do, you got to let it rip, man. Come out there. If they elect to receive or, you know, you elect to kick off first, dribble that little onside kick out there, man. Let your nuts hang. Go for it, man. Give yourself a chance to win the game. That is my other key. You gotta give yourself a chance to win the game. This is gonna be this this is gonna be one of those games where like we either get killed, like there's no in between. Like we ain't going down there to lose by three. We either going up there to win, or we're gonna be spectacularly bad. <laughs> like oh, there's not gonna be no great area in this one. Like we gonna know for sure. Uh, what the vibes was when we leave Tallahassee. Now, last time we went down to Tallahassee, that was the infamous swag surf game. Let me tell y'all something. But Foster ain't the D.C. Uh, Josh Jackson ain't the quarterback. Uh, there's no there's no heavy. There's no freshman Trey Turner. There's no um, none of these people. Mm-hmm. Nobody that played in no that Kuma. game is still no Kuma. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Gosh, nobody – Everybody's changed. Yeah. yeah, nobody on that team is still on this team, I think. <laughs> and, and same thing with them. I don't think nobody on that team is still for Florida State. So, it's going to take – it's going to take a Heisman effort, in my opinion. From Kyron Drones. He's going to have to overcome his offensive line. I ain't even about to sit up here and say, it's going to take a team effort. It's not going to take a team effort. Jerry Verse is probably going to put his NFL tape uh, when they do his draft, when he gets drafted, and they show his bull rush and his explosion and and his swim move and his spin move and all this other dumb shit. It's probably all going to be Virginia Tech footage. I ain't even about to sit up here and lie to y'all. So it's going to take a Heisman performance from Kyron Drones uh, to pull to pull this one out. Uh, so, like I said, either we win and pull the upset of the year, or we get our ass busted. There ain't no in between. Florida State is twenty four point. Favorites. Vegas ain't fucking with us at all. Vegas said that little pit win was cute, but the jig is up. I'll I'll start off. Give me the hokies. Give me the hokies, <laughs> man. We ain't going out like that. Twenty four yeah, points. That's crazy. We ain't going out like that. Drift, what you got? Uh, I got the same shit, man. It's it's twenty four is way too much. That's. That's bad for like, I mean, we just, I mean, I guess we just talked about Ohio State having a 20 point, you know, spread against Maryland and Maryland's undefeated potential top 25 team. But 
I think we cover. I think it's at least like a little respectable, you know, at the worst. So, no, I'm hoping for the best here. I want to watch a game on Saturday. I don't want to have to turn it off halfway through. Yeah, yep. we're on ABC. We we got a little bit more pride than that. Give me the Hokies to cover. Joe rocking with the Hokies. Wow. Joe rocking, man. We can't look that bad in front of the hoes, man. You know, Tallahassee like to bring the hoes out. We can't be out here looking bad in front of the hoes, man. All right. So big game. We're feeling good about potentially covering here. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you this. If we say we lose by 14 points, how are you guys feeling about the rest of the season? We're still on pace. We would still be on pace for six and six, five and seven. I, that was my uh, that was that was my thinking before the season. And the thing about when you predict a team to go six and six is the team is going to lose games. You pick the team to lose games, so I can't go go crazy on them for going and losing games because I picked them to lose games. Yeah. Before the season started, so I wouldn't trip. I wouldn't trip out on them over that. They overmatched. They outgunned. They out everything. They, the coaches got more experience. Everything. So I wouldn't trip on them right. for that. I don't think yeah, we don't have any injuries, man. Like we all kind of picked this as a loss at the start of the year, anyway. Yep, we did. I mean, it'll be cool to see the team play this big of an opponent. I just kind of want to see how they respond. You know what I mean? Like, do they come out and get wiped, or do they come out and make it a game? So we're gonna find out. Yeah. Now, if I see a team with no urgency, no pride, no heart, that would look bad on Pride and his staff. I mean, it would look bad on the players too, because they don't want they got to play. But after playing for their lives, which they, you know, motherfuckers literally play for their careers. If they was to go down to Tallahassee and lay down, then it feels like, okay, damn, you you picked and chose. Like you knew Pitt was some shit. You you bowed up at them and made sure that you know you, you did at the pit, but you go to Tallahassee and just lay down like y'all ain't even punched back. That would look bad, but like I said, if they was to go down there, put up a fight and just lose, you know, they just get out talented at the end of the day. I can't be mad at that. I can't trip on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. So, and then we'll be we'll be back next week. Oh, do we have the uh do you have a buy next week or is it the following? I think it's next week, right? It's I either, believe I believe it's so. either it's either next or the following. I'm almost almost positive it's for the next week and then we come back against Wake, but it could be flip flops. No, you're uh, correct, Rick. Okay, so if we get smoked, at least we got a week and a half or two weeks for injuries <laughs> to, yeah, to get back. And uh, we will be no, no, we got, halfway. We got Wake right after next weekend. Okay. And then it's the bye, right? Correct. Okay. And then we go Louisville, I think. Maybe? No, no, no. no. That's after Wake is Syracuse Thursday night. I'm all, I'm all screwed up here. Anyways. Oh, we're hoping for a good game. Yes, we are hoping for a good game. 
Shout out, shout out to the Hokies, man. Uh, it, it's it's a long rebuild. It, it's a long rebuild. You know, it's a it's 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 been a slow rebuild. And um, we just we just we just trying to we just trying to get through this season with no major controversy. We want to keep our recruiting class together and make it to the postseason. I mean, make it out of this season with our reputation intact so we can keep our class intact and then we can start attacking this portal and addressing these trenches and getting more talent in. It's, it's a slow rebuild. It is. And uh, we're in the thick of the rebuild right now. So, um, you know, that's why I didn't want to get too down after those, that Marshall and Rutgers loss. Cause you know, this is, this year is we're gonna see some some shitty losses, some some dark times, uh, but we're in we're in the dark days right now. You know, things will eventually get better. It's just gonna take a while. We are on the come up. Got to get these freshman players reps. Got to get the the synergy going. Got to get drones looking better and the offensive line. There's a lot of problems, but you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Definitely like at the end of the tunnel. Like that's the thing about playing drones. Like playing drones and going five and seven, and you get to see Braylon Johnson and Dante Lovett, and you seeing these young. Like it gives you hope. Okay, in the future and all that. You see Mose Phillips. Like you seeing these young guys. You seeing this upside. Going five and seven with twenty four year olds would have just felt shitty as hell. Like hang on. Yeah. But exactly. going five and seven and knowing that it can't get no worse, it can only get better. Because last year we won three games. Last year, all the last year, we won three games. We already at two games. You know, right. we gonna we gonna get a win off of one of these motherfuckers. We we got two. We got two more wins in us, definitely. You know, absolutely. We might, we might can get four. Four would be like the dream and all that other shit, but we got two more wins off these. Yeah. and then bro, I would be I would be so excited if we ended the season, you know, six and six, play a bowl game. That'd be that'd be that'd be huge. I would be ecstatic yeah. for that. And we could use the practices. Yep. I know you can use. That's all that it barely is now. Glorified scrimmage, but you get the practices and all of that. So yeah, we'd actually. We'd actually uh, use that, you know, pretty well with having a bunch of freshmen on the team and like young yep. guys. Like they'd all play. You know, it's not like we have a team full of players that are opting out. <laughs> right, and then with the transfer portal that will open back up, you know, maybe Grant would leave, and then you got Pop Boss and QB two for the bowl. You know, so it's a lot. It's a lot of interesting uh, outcomes, but there's still a lot of football to be played. You know, it is the season is long, but it go fast. That makes sense. Yep. Um, it goes fast. That is true. A- anything else we need to address before we log off? Nah, man. I think that was it for the week. I think we covered it all. We I'm excited. I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, you know, nervous, but like you said, we got everything to gain and really nothing to lose. You got everything, everything to gain, nothing to lose. I, 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 I do, I did remember something we need to address. Uh, Drift, what's going on with the Bengals, bro? <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, I think they need to shut down. Uh, I think somebody needs to shut down Joe Burrow and just tell him, you know, tank the season, get healthy. We'll see you next year. I think it's just uh, he's he's definitely injured. Uh, he definitely can't move, and he's injured on his right leg, which is like your you know your planting foot for throwing the ball. Um, so they got to get him out. They got to get him healthy because right now he's just making himself look bad, making the team look bad. So yeah. it, it might be a wash if they don't win these next two games. They got to look. They got to figure that out. But unfortunate injury, man. This is supposed to be. I know every fan says it's supposed to be the year, but this was legit supposed to be the year for the Bengals. We've never had a team like this with actual Super Bowl expectations. So sucks. But the, the worst thing Joe Burrow can do, and yes, he can re-injure the, the calf, but when you can't really protect yourself to the best of your abilities, he can do worse. He can get his fucking collarbone broken. He can get his neck injured. Yeah, he can get- exactly. There's so I mean. He just signed a seven-year. I mean, there's in, in in the in the bigger picture, there's so many Joe Burrow games. You know what I mean? He's gonna play, he's gonna play so much football. He's gonna play great football. They're gonna have postseason success. Like, why throw that all away for you know a couple weeks? You know, see, you know, one season. Like, who really cares? Life goes on. You see, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. He the doctors cleared him, but he said, "Nah, I ain't right." Uh, yeah. I, I would only be out there hurting the team or putting myself at risk to hurt myself. So sometimes, and I know, yeah, they you know they want to play. The guys want to play. Sometimes you got to be like, you know what, coach? Even though y'all are clearing me and depending on me, it's not serving us with right. me playing. So yeah, I don't know what's going on in that locker room, but it's definitely it's definitely bad vibes in Cincinnati right now. That's for sure. Bad vibes in the daddy. When y'all got them, because I watch Red Zone faithfully. Every, like, I watch Red Zone on my TV, and when the 49er game come on, I put the 49er game on my laptop. That I watch everybody. I I, I watch everybody. Yeah. And when y'all, uh, there was a play in the Red Zone when you saw the formation with Derrick Henry lined up behind the behind center and um y'all called timeout and then Tennessee came out after the timeout in that same formation and even the announcers was like Derrick Henry has six touchdown passes on eight career attempts in the red zone. Everybody knew Derrick Henry was gonna throw that ball. Yeah, he threw that knew. ball. Yeah. The, the ball. fucking that's a tough hey it was a tough loss. Tough loss. Coaching looked like shit. Players looked like shit. Defense looked like shit. After they looked good last on Monday night, they looked good, and then they looked like ass. It was bad. All around bad. So a lot of questions are being asked. You know, sometimes you got to fuck shit up to figure it out. And maybe it's the 49ers, what was it, their 2018 season when Jimmy G got hurt and they tanked and got Nick Bosa. Maybe that's yeah. – maybe, maybe this is our season to do the same thing, you know. <laughs> Hey, if they if they went out and drafted some stud def- defensive end or Marvin Harrison or something crazy like that, like a game changer, like I'm good. <laughs> you know, we'll come back next year. That'd be crazy. Y'all end up with fucking Marvin Harris. I don't even know why I said that name. I don't even know who that is. But that kid that plays at Ohio State at receiver, 
Yeah, man, that would be a crazy, <laughs> crazy uh, outcome. Because, I, like you said, Jimmy G got hurt, and we ended up with Nicholas John Bosa. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, some, you gotta <laughs> you gotta look at the you know you gotta look at the bigger picture, right? The worst the worst thing you can do here is go seven and ten and miss the playoffs. That's the worst thing yes. you can do because then you're picking and, like shit. You don't make the playoffs, and you don't get uh, a top top because it's gonna it's gonna be so many quarterbacks going. This mm-hmm. this this draft got like five or six first round quarterbacks according to the people. Right. That the you know the. Harvin Marison Jr. might fall, you know, no fault of his own and, and and shit like that. So, Joe, what's up with the Bears, man? We wasn't going to come off the hook, bro. What Everything the fuck happened, bro? I cashed out my ticket. I seen it. When they went up 28-7, I cashed my ticket. I said, you know what? Let me get the fuck up out of here because I know they're going to fuck this one. They got to sell the team, man. The defensive coordinator, I think he got popped for – Child pornography. I mean, what? they just can't do. Yeah, that yeah. was wild. You you didn't see that video? No. <laughs> yeah, bro. He, his they house got his house got his house got raided. What? Yeah, they raided Hallis Hall too. Like it's what? bad, man. Everything wrong. Sell the team, man. Like just in the franchise. But let, let me just pick a new team. Just in the franchise. I, I got. Nothing to do with these motherfuckers, man. Like I don't, I don't even want to be associated with them, man. You're saying that now, and then they're gonna draft Caleb Williams and be crazy next year. In the Justin Fields career game, this was Justin Fields' career day. And when I saw that pass go backwards, I said, "Bro, they're cursed. They're cursed. They are cursed." And they found the exits. Like, and I think I tweeted this uh, during the Bears game when they had that fumble go for six. I said this was just like drones. And I said the Bears are so used to losing, they found the exits. It was it was eerily similar to uh, the Virginia Tech game. Yeah, the Bears are they're in a rough spot and. It's pretty unfortunate because I actually think I actually thought they they made good moves, you know, around the offseason. And, you know, they had Justin Fields had some promise. And and then, yeah, it's looking bad. It's going to to shit. But the one thing I mean. Justin Fields will show like, okay, we see the upside, but. They just can't put the wins together, whether it's him or the coaching or both. It's got to be a combination of both. They can't put the wins together, but you see the talent. Yeah, the talent's there. The talent's there. It's the coaching. The offense coordinator is terrible. They have terrible game plan. And this year the defense has been kind of bad too. So it's collective effort. It's a collective collective effort of stink, but – you you kind of hate that for the Bears because the Bears is such a passionate city when it comes to the Bears, and, and uh, they haven't been rewarded with the proper uh, with the proper football in a while. So, not since right. Lovey Smith consistently, they've been a consistently good team. So, ah well, 
That's it for 4L. We want to thank y'all for tuning in, rocking with us, man. Uh, I I will definitely, after the Florida State game, we'll do the space, uh, win, lose, win or lose, and then expect a midweek space after the Florida State game where we'll 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 do like a state of the program, a halfway mark. We'll give out grades. We'll give out slander. We'll give out jokes. But we'll also give out praise and give out awards, I guess. And uh, that'll be that'll be fun as well. But until then, everybody, y'all got Valentino when I step Calico on my right Michael Draco on my left Caught the body, then I left Good gas, nigga, come take a breath Had to get them up and clean up a mess Make these niggas feel the pressure A hundred rounds, I'm too extra I just spent the pen in the test Mac 90, show you how to make catch